commercial cash flow show. Should I use a collection agency or an attorney to collect my debts? So there are pros and cons of both. And as a company, you have to weigh the upfront costs, the value of the receivables, mm-hmm. the if the debtor has assets, what we just talked about with the uh, PG, do you have a PG? But does the debtor have assets? Because if you immediately go legal, you will be spending money uh, in retainer. Out of pocket. You will have an hourly fee, more than likely. I mean, mo- any attorney that's that's good enough to hire for collection mm-hmm. is almost always going to be charging you an hourly fee. Hell, my personal attorney, if I pick up the phone for him, I try to make sure it's under 12 and a half minutes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because $350 an hour, it, doesn't, it, it adds up it, pretty It adds quick. up very quick. So um, the costs are going to going to go very high, very quickly. However, if you know the debtor has the means and they said, F you, sue me. That's a pretty telltale sign of where this whole, uh, their intent's not there. Here's my personal experience with quite a few lawsuits. And I used to have the a very large concrete construction company. A lot of these large general contractors nationwide or even localized, but when they have the, the big cash flow, they have a, a floor of attorneys. They want you to sue them. And here's why they didn't pay you the hundred or 500,000 or whatever million dollars for on that draw. Uh, but could, what could they be can't small. pay is a $10,000 to the attorney to make you just well, shut up. Here's, here's a hypothetical worst case scenario for them. They use your money against you in a lawsuit. You go down the road two years, they lose but they lose on direct tort. Remember, not an attorney, but uh, in a lot of jurisdictions, it's 5% per annum from the date of invoice. Mm-hmm. What's a credit account cost for a, from a bank? More than 5% per annum. They're using your money a bit. to roll the dice against you. And the worst case scenario is I pay 5% on top of what I owe you. And maybe if they if the judge thinks that it's not a warrantable case, maybe they'll award you attorney attorney fees. But that has to be judge awarded or jury awarded, whatever whatever the case of the however the case is tried. But two years down the road, and they all they had to pay was an extra five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you avoid getting into that sort of a situation? Because I've, I've, I've dealt with, with business owners that have gotten to it exactly that situa- situation where, I mean, I mean, it's part and parcel to what you're describing. So and they've got so much money that they can prolong this and just they they have the means, the ability to throw it at you and just spend so much time on it. Meanwhile, bleeding you dry. How do you prevent something like that from happening in the future? I mean, what did you I mean, are, do you have any personal experience with it? Or, or yeah, Absolutely. So you can't prevent that. What would you do next? You can mitigate it. So remember the credit lending Uh, aspect, right? You know who you're doing business with. Hopefully you do a asset and liabilities report Uh, before you start a half million or a million dollar contract. Yep. You, you, 
you keep on rerunning that every year if you have to. If you got a million dollars out with the company or $2 million, whatever the, whatever the case, a few hundred thousand dollars out, mm-hmm. you're going to want to rerun that report in a systematic way because- Just what, to make sure they're maintaining their books like you are. Well, what I've seen happen is ABC General Contractors LLC turns into ABC A.B.C. Space General Contractors, LLC, whatever. They want to do a name change and they move assets from one company to another. And then the company that you were doing business with last year and are still finishing up a project no exists. or is doesn't have those same books that they had the previous year. So that's one of the ways. The other way is... Ladies and gentlemen, another topic. Uh, another way is... Uh, now, I've had, I've had front and back end relationships from both sides, uh, mm-hmm. collection agents and attorneys. Uh, when I did stop operations with the concrete company for non-payment on a bunch of uh, federal jobs, I actually did pay the two suppliers that used collection agencies that did have attorneys because of the, uh, and these were hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. that they were paid. It was because of the professionalism that that it was handled um really from a personal standpoint because from, i'm going to tell only you only from a 30, personal standpoint the 35 years that i've been doing this you i can i i don't have enough fingers and toes on how many times i have been paid by for lack of a better term debtors that have refused payment with multiple other parties that they've spoken to but once they get me and we broker the transaction the end, the end game is these guys call me back and they say, Mr. Gore, I want to thank you for what? I just collected $175,000 from you. I want to thank you for the manner in which you treated me. Oh, absolutely. Because here's the deal. When I, when I shut the doors of the concrete company and was owed well over a million dollars and owed out, I don't know, five, six hundred thousand dollars. The one company, and if I I'm not gonna say them, but if I if I stated the company, everyone would know them. They're a nationwide company, sued me immediately. And it wasn't a huge debt. I call fifty thousand dollars not a huge debt, but in business suppliers. Sued me immediately. Here's what happened. My wife got served with the uh, papers. I'm completely fine with it, you know, whatever. She freaks out. Officer at the door, the whole night. Never even got proper letter, you know, just, they didn't, they, there was no open communication because I wasn't sticking my head in the sand. I had the, I had all of the work and projects, uh, secured. Mm -hmm. So they went about it that way. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? F you, you're going, you're going to go, you're, there's a proper way to go about this. And if I have the means, why, why did you need to go that route? I understand if, if I was, if I was completely disregarding you. However, that's not how it happened. Another company that I owed $360,000 to called me up. Hey, look, we're just trying to find out what's going on. We understand. We've Bingo. heard through the grapevine, blah, 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 blah. I told him, listen, here's what I have. I have all of these. I had 70 or 80 properties leaned in five or six government bonds filed. And I had, so I had the recoverable, uh, uh, assets, right? Mm-hmm. They got 340 of the $360,000 within a month. And they said, 
handshake, we're all good. Because, you know, they knew that operations. The company that I factored with, I factored my receivables, came down. One of the owners of the company came down. We talked in my office, showed her the books, showed her what I was owed. She goes, wow, I didn't realize, you know, you're a real genuine person that completely open. The way that she handled it, I signed off uh, one of the government jobs and they had they had on staff attorneys, a big finance company. And that they ended up getting paid and absolved me. They took a hickey. I took a huge hickey. But uh, three of my four biggest payments were paid within three or four months. One didn't get paid at all. I mean, the company had no assets. So you being you being the debtor in, in what you're describing, what do you think other than this is the big one other other than your own personal motivation, your own personal code of, of morals and ethics? What motivated you to reach out to those people? To some people, but some you said, you know, pound sand. I get the whole, you know, you, your wife got served. That that would rub me wrong as opposed to calling and say, hey. What's going on? What can we do? Well, the, here's what we're getting ready to do. The difference, the main thing was communications, right? Yeah. So if you're dealing with somebody that does have hundreds of thousands or millions to pay the debt. Understand who you're talking but to. But they're, yeah. And if if that person, Allah, myself, has been to court before, mm-hmm. even in my mid-20s. Understand having a, who you're talking having to. A, I think that company had 95 or 100 employees. Right. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't my first rodeo. At the same time, the way that it was handled was more, uh, let's call it personal, rather than business. Gotcha. And I understand business. No harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Right? Completely. You you need to get your money. I agree. So they basically took off their business cap, and you guys sat down with a cup of coffee and said, "Hey, we're not talking businessman to businessman. We're talking man to man." And say, "What's what's that's up? It. What can I do to help?" That's you? it. As soon as I'm served, the gloves are off. That, that's that's I how I felt. Too. That's how I felt. It's a fight now. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had to suit people before sure. in business, so I understand how that happens. But that's and I think that's probably you, how you can you, you can take equate the steps. it to is that you you've handled. You know your business in that yeah. fashion. Complete disagreement on the way a contract was supposed to be interpreted, right. or or payment terms, or the person just said "f you sue me." You know, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. but not where somebody's willfully wanting to pay, and just understand that that when a company's going down, you have to understand the even if they're solve even if they're completely solvent, the owners in a um, fight or flight mode, right? Sure, and. You never know where those chips are going to fall. I understand you want to get to the top of the totem pole. At the same time, like you said, know who you're talking to because if that person can strike the check and you piss them off, you might be left holding the bag because you didn't get the check struck while money and was still And if the person there. can't strike the check, at least leave yourself an option with your foot in the door so that you can com- continue communication. And in that vein... Be at the top of the pecking order of everybody Absolutely. else. That's it. That's screaming at this cat. This 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 cat for money. There's a there's a time and a place to apply Absolutely. the pressure, and there's a time and a place to maintain professionalism because it's not a really fun scenario. And that circles back to what we were talking about as far as when do the excuses grow thin? Okay, the excuses are the problem, probably. 
Don't get me wrong. It, Human it, nature is, let's, is, is let's, to, let's talk to about that. that because if you go to somebody and you go to them personally, like man to man, this isn't business like, you know, the whole cup of coffee episode. <clears throat> the likelihood that you're going to come up with some sort of excuse is slim to none. And if you do, it's because you meant to scam that guy in the first place. Well, if not, you're going to open up and you're going to say, listen, I, I know we're running behind. I'm going to do the right thing. This is what's going on. I don't know what you can do. That's exactly that. what I told them. I, ca- I called my suppliers at that time. Hey, look, this job, this job, this job, and this job. I had four of them. I think that equated to well over a million just for that, that month. Right. <laughs> Which was, was they kept kicking the can. Ooh, right. Yeah. And so um, I explained to all the suppliers, look, I'm not getting paid. It's been, so after you bill mm-hmm. on the 20th and get paid on the 20th, I'm already 60 days in, have paid my people every Friday, right? All that good stuff. I, I don't forget payroll is running $70,000 a week. <laughs> Okay. Give or take on the job, just depending on the jobs and the so you've subs. you got a lot of stuff. dollar signs and balls in the air. Absolutely. And then, um, and then, so, but I, I was communicative. They all knew, hey, he's not getting paid on these jobs. That's not, that shouldn't be it's their not an problem. Out. It's not an out, but and it, it's not their problem, but. It is an open communications platform. It and they them, understand. It lets them know you're paying attention. Absolutely. You're not just saying, uh, thanks for the money. Bye. Exactly. Right. So that's, that's what made that. I, I got out of that whole situation, licking my wounds, lost 400 K. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really not funny, but, uh, well, sometimes you got to lose 400 K to make 400 million. Yeah. Right? It, 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 it's a definite learning experience, that, right? That's, 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 a so, good, that's, that's a decent scar. It is. It's better than a book. <laughs> But as far as whether or not to go with a a collection agency or an attorney, I'm just going to boil it down to some hot points. If you go with an attorney, you're going to be paying by the hour. You need to be specific on what exactly you're paying for. Are you just getting a letter? Are you getting some phone calls? Are they going to handle liens? Be very conclusive. Uh, Don't charge, you know, give them $350 just to, you know, you don't even, you're not even sure what, what's going to happen with that. Also be very specific as far as how long that ter- that attorney is going to handle it. A common occurrence that happens in, in my line of work is that we start collecting on an account that was placed with us by a client who had assigned it to an attorney prior to us, but failed to fire the attorney. And now the attorney goes back in later on. Now we've got two people, you know, barking up the same tree. So just make sure that when you broker with an attorney, you're very specific and the money you're paying, you're willing to pretty much just let go of. There's no guarantee you're going to get it back. Flip side. Now, now that's, that's the risk. The reward is that you're dealing with an attorney and he can say, for lack of a better term, attorney things. And potentially take on your case if it happens to go to a lawsuit. And he's already got the backstory. You've already got a relationship with him. Um, that's a good reason to use an attorney if you need that immediate return. Now, if you're willing to wait a little bit and you don't, you still want some idea of uh, uh, protecting the relationship, a contingency agency might be your best deal. Primary reason number one, you know, no out of pocket cost. 
Depending on the, the deal that you broker with them, almost 100% of them are no out-of-pocket up front. Well, also, you stated trying to preserve the relationship with the that's, client. That's the other you, part. That has to be an upfront understanding, and you got to know the agency that you're using. Absolutely. And part of, much as I stated as it relates to understand what you're getting from the attorney, understand what the, how that agency is going to represent you. And know if they've done that before. True. Because there's a vast majority. And that's valid. You know this and I know this. That's validating the interest, the agency. And that's that's a whole different topic. It's like, which how do I pick an agency? Why should I should 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 I use an agency? This is an agency between an attorney. Correct. So we're dealing with that specifically. The benefits of using an agency, no out of out of pocket upfront costs um, and there is go, there is inherently a better motivation for somebody who is spending money to collect yours so they get paid as opposed to a person that's already been paid for services that haven't even been provided. That's called simple personal economics. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I, I agree. I agree with that entire um, explanation. If you need the money now, sometimes the attorney is not the better choice. Why is that? If I go to court for two years, how much do I get as opposed to the money now? I digress. <laughs> Maybe an agency would be better. Well, here, here's, here's, here's the best hybrid of that whole scenario. An agency that has attorneys on staff. By Mr. Butos in charge. And they have them. They're out there. Yes, they are. <laughs> so that is the best way to know on the front end and the back end. Another good option is to hire an agency that not only does contingent collections, but they also have counsel on staff. And that way you can invoke the use of an attorney without the necessary equitable cost of hiring one separately. And that agency will be more likely after the upfront collections efforts Mm -hmm. to let you know, well, if it's a good agency, if if it's a reputable agency to let you know if it's fruitful to take this to court with in-house or or local or associate counsel being that they're still held to a contingency plus cost. So absolutely. I don't want to say it's the best of both worlds because at a certain growth stage in a company, they are going to start to retain uh, attorneys on staff. However, very rarely for collections matters, mostly for contractual and liability issues, right? Mm-hmm. In the growth stage, uh, you got to be a really large company to retain in-house collection attorneys. Uh, True story. Your in-house attorney is more than likely until you get to that A-class corporation going to be contract review um, liability HR <laughs> yes <laughs> this type these type of things so collection specific or debt and recovery specific is is a big deal it, it makes a big difference whenever you're speaking to the attorney absolutely uh, it, it's it's you you can't expect your your HR attorney to be able to handle you know a, a lawsuit that's been filed by a debtor because you know did a B and C well the other reason is uh even attorneys use attorneys to help them, well, collect their uh, 
their receivables because there is, and I have to do a disclaimer. I'm not an attorney, I'm but not an I attorney. spoke with my personal attorney. Who's like a good family friend now uh, about this. He uses, or he'll have to use attorneys if, if he has to go after his own receivables or he'll have to use an agency because if you sue your own receivables as an agency, or if you sue your own receivables as a company, you lose the, he explained it, uh, insurance and, uh, the attorneys, the attorneys have a certain type of protection whenever they're acting in a relationship to a client, right? Attorney client sure, absolutely. or agency client. Uh-huh. However, whenever they're acting in regards to their own agency or, or themselves, they lose that, uh, veil of security. That's why a lot of times you'll see two attorney buddies and one's representing the other. Gotcha. You're like, why, why are you spending that extra money? That makes sense. Because they still want the security of, of the attorney client privilege. Exactly. Gotcha. So there was another one that came up, um, that I'd wanted to talk about. Can I add collection fees, lien cost, interest, et cetera, to the debt owed? Uh, whether you're collecting it yourself or with an agency, that would inherently include the uh, collection costs. Commercial Cash Flow Show.